Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. One more hour to go on Weston Walker. You're listening to Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Copeland, a.k.a. Jokeland, writing in the Mount Rushmore of running backs will be simple. No debate. The four who rushed for the most ACC yardage totals, they rush more yards. They're the top four guys in the conference. Is it that simple, Wes? Can you give us a little bit of a tease going into the running back position? Uh, not really, but you can make a pretty good guess that Travis Etienne will be on the list. All-time leader in rushing yards and rushing touchdowns. You could tell before they really let him loose that he was going to be crazy special. Yeah. His yards per carry, even before he was the sole guy, he was nuts already. Freshman year, he showed you what time it was. That was fun. Is Charlie Choo Choo Justice going to be on that list? There is a trophy, not a trophy, there's a statue outside of Keenan (laughs) Stadium. I'm interested to see if Charlie Choo Choo, two-time Heisman runner-up, is on that list. What you know about Choo Choo, Fitty? Know all about him, man. I've took a picture by his statue. Same. I did one doing the Heisman pose when I was a big old heel fan. Oh. That's why you had a bowl cut as a as a kid. <laughs> I had a hat on at that time. I probably did have a bad haircut. I, it was that long ago. I did want to commend Wes because the first thing I asked him when we went off the air was what you do about Michael Vick. And Michael Vick didn't play in the ACC. Right. Therefore he's not on the list. Wes, there is hope that people can do these lists and they can do them the right way. <laughs> because nothing annoys me more than when the ACC tournament comes around and they do that ACC Legends dinner where they honor all these past players and we're honoring players from the freaking Big East. He didn't play in the ACC. So therefore, Michael Vick is not an ACC legend. Yeah, He's man. a college football legend. Got to keep some uh, integrity and uh, you couldn't be in there if you didn't play in the league. Well, think about how many Miami QBs you'd have to enlist here. Sure. <laughs> they would just have the list. Right. And no, we're not doing that. You know why? Because they didn't play in the ACC. They would litter the list when you talk about defenders and all that type of stuff, man. They'd be all up in it. Would it just be Ken Dorsey and Vinny Testaverde? <laughs> would you, are, are there enough to just go ahead and claim the entire mountain? Right. I mean, FSU is the one that has the biggest challenge with three Heisman winners. That's true. Florida State would, uh, yeah, the state of Florida, though, we know they would dominate, especially with Jameis Winston being up there as well. Let's go to the Carolina Panthers, do some more rank radio. Bill Barnwell, he did the offensive arsenal, discussing who had the best offensive weapons in the NFL. And, of course, you had to scroll all the way towards the bottom to see the Carolina Panthers listed at 31 overall. Now, we'll get into some of those reasons, but it was interesting to see previous year's rankings, Wes, because in 2021... Carolina was ranked 7th overall. Last year, they were ranked 18th. This year, they're ranked 31st. Mm. Now, 2021, Robbie Anderson was coming off of a 1,000-yard season. DJ Moore, 1,100 yards. They had the best running back in all of football, possibly, with Christian McCaffrey. You can argue however you want to, but clearly up there and deserving of that debate. So I had no problem with Carolina being seventh overall, top 10, it made a lot of sense for them. Then you go to 2022, Robbie had a down year, Christian McCaffrey often injured, 
And that's going to get you to about that average point. But even last year to this year, I've made the comparison saying, look, DJ Moore is clearly the best. All of them in a room together. DJ Moore is the best skill player that you have. Chris McCaffrey is better, but the injury, maybe that brings him down a little bit. He's traded whatever, right? Just as far as the receiving core goes, DJ Moore is the best. Would you rather have the spread wealth that you have here compared to what you had last year? Because Terrace Marshall, if we think that he can be somebody that helps out quite a bit this season, sure, but that's his third year in the league, so you're talking about an older Terrace Marshall compared to a younger one last season. Shai Smith might get cut, and he was someone you had to rely on, a part of your offensive arsenal last year. If you're bringing in the tight end into the equation, no doubt Hayden Hurst is better than any passing or pass-catching tight end you had last year. I think you could. You could make an argument from top to bottom this year is better than last year, even if they had DJ Moore, who top heavy, he was the best out of anybody in the room. Yeah, I would agree with you. This year's core is definitely better than last year's when you talk about uh, weapons at your disposal because you do have spread wealth. You do have guys that are coming in that are more dependable, especially when you talk about feeling and he's a vet that you know that might not put up crazy numbers all of the time but this is a guy that's still a very good veteran player chart you know we've talked about he's had a 1,000 yard season before Mingo looks very promising Hayden Hurst was very productive in a Cincinnati offense with a lot of uh, mouths to feed so to speak and this offensive line uh, is markedly better than what they had so I think that you for sure would take this one over 2022. Yeah, I mean, think about who was your second best receiver? It was Terrace. Right. And it wasn't really close. Robbie got traded. The running back that was just okay. Yeah, and, and you can go with Deontay. If you're just going receivers, that's when I can throw in the Terrace. Pretty simple there. If you wanted to go Deontay Foreman, he was very good. Maybe not as good as Miles Sanders. Shuba had a good year last year, but this especially was, second half. Yeah, in 2022, yeah. we didn't know that that year was coming where he was. And he's still on the team. Have a healthy yards per carry. Yes, and he's still on the team. <laughs> and you might have upgraded at least yardage wise. You upgraded at running back with Miles Sanders. Yes. So this is why, even with me, the dude that was questioning the DJ Moore trade how that was going to affect them. They did a good job of getting as much talent as they could and shopping in the bargain bin while also still developing Terrace Marshall. There's some real things to look at with him taking another step. And this is what Bill Barnwell, who is great at this stuff, but he does write this. He said, they have fellow former second rounders, Terrace Marshall and LaVisca Chenault, but they aren't much more than post-hype sleepers at this point. Mm. DJ Chark has upside and hit several big plays during a hot stretch in December. But the often injured wideout just underwent ankle surgery. And you can even talk about Hayden Hurst, Miles Sanders. He likes those guys. He says he's more optimistic about those players. But the caveat is that they both benefited from great offensive situations, so which he's is not true. not giving any positivity. If there is a doubt, <laughs> he's going to go the negative way, which is fine. I understand that there's not a lot of star power. I just think you have some solid dudes really anywhere you look. Wide receiver is the diciest of all the positions. Adam Thielen is older. It's questioned to think what kind of production he could bring. Yeah, I just think compared to last year, it's weird to see the big time gap between 18 and 31 when there's a real argument to make that right now. Their pass-catching crew is better than what it was last year. Now, these could be haunting words if things don't work out for whatever reason because automatically people will say about Miles Sanders and Hayden Hurst, but especially Miles Sanders, 
People are going to say we never should have picked him up. He benefited from the Philly offensive line and all those weapons. So he definitely Mm -hmm. has a lot to prove. Thankfully, the Panthers have a much better offensive line that I think will provide him with holes to be able to show that he uh, is worth the Panthers going out and acquiring him. But, yeah, I mean, this write-up of the Panthers' weapons is just – it's it's pretty negative, but then you could look at it as some fans might say, well, is it more realistic where he's pointing out things that are true? And so I guess it's how you choose to look at it. Well, and there are people writing in. I'll read a couple of the text. 814 said Phelan and Shark have injury history. Marshall hasn't proved anything, and Miles is an average back if healthy. M-Dog wrote in, TMJ is unknown. Chark is always hurt. Thielen is 100 years old and will be in the slot. Mingo is a rookie. This wide, regroup, a wide receiver group is not in any way better. The people questioning Terrace Marshall, he was your second leading receiver last year. So if you're questioning him this year, when there's a legitimate conversation about him maybe being your third or fourth guy with Chark, Thielen, and Mingo, and he was your second leading receiver, and your third was Shai Smith, and he might get cut, then it doesn't make any sense to me that there would be that big of a gap. And Wes, it's not Bill Barnwell. It'd be one thing if it was just one ranking. It'd be one thing if we just cherry-picked some yeah, list several. and we just focused on it. Pro Football Focus is telling you this, different personalities, and this is what I don't get. And I was here to question the lack of skill position that you have with this group, but you have solid dudes. I'm not saying any of them are going to make the Pro Bowl. I don't think that. Not one of them, in my opinion, is going to make the Pro Bowl. I know you've thought maybe with Hurst, but that's probably the the best best case to, to get a Pro Bowl nod. But last year, it was all DJ. And then TMJ, who broke out, quote-unquote, in the second half, and this guy might be your third or fourth guy. I, I just don't see the gap, despite what people are saying on the text line and despite what pundits are ranking them to be. Yeah, I agree with you. And I mean, this group, they have a lot to prove. And so for Thielen, you know, it's going to be, is he still a semblance of the receiver that he once was? They talked about Chark and the injury history. Mingo's got to show that this is not just – them hyping him up in helmets and shorts. So there is a lot to prove for this group, but still on paper and from everything that you've heard so far, I would take this group over last year. But as far as TMJ is concerned, I think more so fans are just still waiting on that promise of when he came out from that prolific LSU offense and everybody thought, oh man, he's out from under the shadow of Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson and those guys and he's going to show that he was a top-notch bona fide receiver in his own right and we still have not seen that yet. Plus, add on top of it, you see Justin Jefferson gritty in every other game scoring touchdowns. You see Jamar Chase popping off and scoring a lot uh, of touchdowns as well and killing everybody as far as just yardage and catches. So I think that when you compare him to his other two teammates, you thought you might be able to get at least some of that from him. Haven't seen it yet, so that's why I think a lot of fans are still down on TMJ. I do think that the QB this year and Bryce Young is going to help these guys reach their potential that they might have as well. And so when you talk about Bryce Young, did you go throw your I saw you throw your hands up. Do you agree with that statement? Yes. Because okay. look at what all look at the <laughs> wide look at the production last year from the wide receiver group. Mm-hmm. And look at the quarterbacks you were playing with. You had a guy who got every other ball batted down, Sam Darnold, PJ I mean like you you've already got a better quarterback in the room today than you had at any point last year. That matters. And let's go to Steve Smith. 
on the cut to it. Is this the podcast, if I'm not mistaken? Cut to it. Steve Smith talking about Bryce Young, another NFL legend that you could compare him to. Here is the legend himself talking about the rookie QB. People say, oh, Steve is always rooting for the short guys. Bryce Young reminds me of Drew Brees in essence of mm, shoulders up and anticipation and knowing his own deficiency. I'm rooting for him because he's not trying to be something he isn't. Bryce Young is not going to throw you a 70-yard bomb off his back foot like Aaron Rodgers has ever done. He will drop some dimes out there in that 0-22 to 22 yard area, and that's what he does. That beat was fire. Oh, you like that? Yeah, we need that. You like the opinion and the beat (laughs) because it was similar to you. I do think quite a few people have gone with the Drew Brees, Bryce Young comparison. I'm not breaking the mold. Well, I thought you might. I thought you'd be like, look, I said it. Me and Smitty (laughs) were like this. This is one of my favorite things Wes does is when someone, like whenever he has a good take himself, we did it and when we got off the bus. Mm -hmm. Or when someone else delivers a take. Yeah, I had that same opinion. I mean, I like to give myself my flowers. You know, my girlfriend complains all the time that uh, I don't give people a chance to buy me gifts. I go out and get them on my own and I don't... (laughs) myself flowers. Yep, can't confirm because I wasn't invited to the birthday party. Yeah, you can't confirm you weren't there, I guess, is what you're saying. I don't know which one it was. I can confirm you never answered the text. That is true, and he tried to blame me when I didn't throw this thing. You know, Fiddy. You know, Fiddy. He's going to throw you under that bus, man. You better. Fiddy would be a really good wrestler if he could wrestle because he's definitely going to throw you under the bus when adversity hits. I mean, he wears heel stuff all the time, Yes. so he would be the wrestling heel, there's no doubt about it. That was good. At the NBA draft party, your girlfriend attended Great to see her again. Yes. He said to her, hey, look, I was disappointed that I get, didn't get invited. But then he also ran it by me, acting like I'm the one that put all of that together. Yes. I didn't put it together. You're right. I didn't have any say <laughs> on this, and I was going to keep it a secret because I was told, hey, keep this a secret. Yeah. And I'm not a snitch out here. Yeah. Still couldn't even get a, you know, I can't make it, man, but, you know, wish you a happy birthday. And Nothing, I, none of that. And I felt bad because you invited us without her knowing yeah. that you invited us out. Yeah. And I felt bad not responding because I knew I was going to see you anyway. I was just going to have to take the cold-hearted right, not but responding. but this knew he wasn't going to yep. see me and then didn't even take out the common courtesy. That's right. Mm. Damn. Anything to say, Fiddy? I mean, you came in with this conversation, <laughs> so we, we t- at least you're the one that talked about the birthday. Anything you want to say about that? We need to go to break. All right. No, I, I knew agree. that was coming. I agree. No, it's true. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> All right, Fiddy. You're saved by the bell this time. When we come back, let's dab a little bit more. we got a lot of leftover topics, so let's get out the microwave and heat some of these things up. Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. And I got a message, Queen City. 
you, your family, and your friends are invited to the best 4th of July fireworks show in the Southeast. It's the 2023 WBT Sky Show, brought to you in part by Audi Charlotte and Dry Otter Waterproofing. For more information, visit the WFNZ.com website. Again, visit WFNZ.com. While you're there, you can also check out our podcast page. Just click on the Wesson Walker tab. We're going to have some great guests for you as the week goes on and some great content as always. Mount Rushmore going to be up there. Fire a fizzle once we get to Thursdays. Again, the Wesson Walker tab on WFNZ.com. We used to go to the Sky Show. You, wanna, you said you used to go to the Sky Show? Yeah, we used to go. Been to a few of those. You and your family? Yeah, yeah. Like, me and my mom would go check them out and stuff okay. like that, man. Always fun. Okay. So, yeah, I just didn't know where you were plug, going with that. Just a little I'd, plug. Okay. Yeah, we used to go. I was just like, who's we? How was it? Was it fun? What'd you do? The Any funny stories there? you kicked in. Okay. Very good. Um, I just was wondering what happened. But, yeah, if you want to go, Wes's family apparently liked it, and so maybe you'll like it as well. Maybe you'll like the Charlotte Hornets conversation. Maybe you like Brandon Miller as the second overall selection. I know I like the draft in its entirety because of what they were able to do with Nick Smith Jr. being selected 27, trading up for James Najee, also ending the draft with the selection of Amari Bailey. Now, there was so much conversation around Brandon Miller versus Scoot. Eventually, the Hornets decided to go with the Alabama product. And one of the big talking points, one of the things that was actually used as an advantage for Brandon Miller was the fact that after the storyline of him being at least tangentially involved with Jamia Harris's murder, having transported the gun to Darius Miles, Michael Davis, people involved and charged, I believe, with capital murder charges. I do want to get that right. That Brandon Miller, with all of that storyline surrounding him, being able to put up 40 points against South Carolina on the road while that was one of the bigger sports stories go around, people have actually used that as a reason that he's mentally ready to enter the NBA. Gilbert Arenas, no different. Wes was listening to his podcast and heard Gilbert have this take about that same thing. We know what was going on mentally or behind the scenes, right? And he was out there getting them buckets, mm-hmm. which means he's mentally strong. Yeah. If he's going through that and still performing. So as of right now, he's the only one that's been mentally ready. Like he's went through the worst part of what you can go through as a college player, as a hooper. And he performed. Right. So coming into the NBA, there's nothing in front of him mentally. I don't have to really second guess like, oh, what happens if he starts getting booed? Is he going to get homesick? He's already been proven that in that mental department. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point that Arenas brings up. We know that he was a prolific scorer in the league during this time until injuries hit. And so to talk about the mental aspects of the game and being able to, I guess, come into the NBA with a clear uh, spirit, I guess you could say. I know it still weighs on his mind, but just as far as him being able to come in and say, okay, you know, maybe the worst of things are behind me now. It's time to move on. But the fact that he was playing with that, weighing on his mind in college, not sure how it was going to turn out and for him to come out and perform. Now, I know for a lot of people, myself included, the NCAA tournament definitely was uh, an eyebrow raiser as far as just how he did not play well then because we know that it – Never quite went away, but once the NCAA tournament came and Alabama was at the forefront as a top seed, that those questions and all of the things that had happened were starting to come 
to the surface again. And, I mean, you look, he scores 28 points in three games in the NCAA tournament, and including in their first matchup against Texas A&M Corpus Christi, doesn't score at all, only plays 19 minutes, had a better game against Maryland, and then against San Diego State did not play well. But he did take 19 shots and 36 shots in those last two games combined. So I guess the aggression was there. But I definitely wanted to bring that question to the table because I do think that is something – to be mentioned, as far as him just being able to turn the page with the Hornets, we've seen in interviews now, he seems like he's in good spirits because that was one of my main things, too. I'd never seen him speak like that. Uh, I wasn't familiar much with his personality, and he seems like a kid that's got a, a pretty bright personality. We know we talked about on Friday him talking about and welcoming fans to come up and speak with him, but do you look at the things that he went through at Alabama and the fact that he was still able to have the type of season that he had SEC player of the year, et cetera, et cetera, as a guy who is definitely mentally equipped for pro basketball. I'm not going to use that as the reason that he might be mentally ready or not. South Carolina was a deeply unserious basketball team last year. Mm -hmm. He scored 41 points against a team that ranked 256th in team defense all throughout college basketball. I'm not going to look at that game while that storyline is going around and said, see, he can navigate through all of the storm surrounding him. South Carolina was awful. They were terrible. And if you go look at some of those baskets that he hit, he was wide open. Now you got to hit him. I'm not here to take away a 41 point performance. I'm not going to point to that and say, man, this guy navigated through all of the bleep storm surrounding him. And he was able to go out and get you 40 and beat South Carolina South Carolina was a terrible basketball team. Mm -hmm. So if he comes in and he shoots well against NBA competition, fantastic. He shot well against plenty of other teams. But SEC player of the year, was there anybody that was really going to beat him with three to four more regular season games left to go? Because South Carolina, that was the fourth to last regular season contest that you had. The next games, it was against Arkansas, Auburn, and then Texas A&M, and that was it. And then you got into conference tourney where you played Mississippi State, and then you got to the NCAA tournament. So that award was already won. That was not with the media storm surrounding him at that point. I just can't look at South Carolina being as bad as they were and him going off that way with them defending him so poorly and saying, yep, that's the reason that he's going to figure it out. The, the reason that he'll figure it out is because he was a great player all throughout. I hope that he can get past the growing injury. That clearly affected him in the NCAA tournament. He suffered from it in the conference tournament, though, and wasn't shooting very well in the last three games of the regular season. So we'll see how it all unfolds. I just That's not been an only Gilbert Arenas point. Mm -hmm. That has been a point that a lot of people in Brandon Miller's camp have pointed to, saying, hey, this is a reason that we can expect him. Doesn't matter if there's any drama going on in his life, he'll still show up. I just can't give it all that much attention when you're talking about the Gamecocks who finished in the bottom three of the tournament. I will push back a little bit here and say I disagree because I think that now I'm not saying that this will make him an all-star hall of fame or anything like that, but I do think sport, we talk about all the time, just how much sport is mental. And I think for guys, when they're going through something like that, you never know how somebody's going to react to adversity, whether it be in life or in sport until they get in there. And for a lot of kids, they might've gone into the tank. Some kids might've said, Hey, I don't want to play. Some kids might've gone out and played poorly every game because they were so distracted. But I do think for, the mentality it takes for a guy to say, all right, be able to compartmentalize and say, I've got this going on. This is tough, but I'm still going to come out here, give my best. 
and and get after it. I think that does lend itself to not saying that you're going to be a great pro player, but I think it lends itself to what you need to be able to be successful in pro basketball because you're going to go through things all the time. You're going to hit the rookie wall. You're going to have things going on that nobody knows about at home and different things like that. And so for a guy to be able to take something that serious and still be able to come out and play quality basketball, put that to the side or use it to, to motivate him to say, hey, maybe this is not the guy that I am and I'm going to come out here and show you because I think about back in the day, huge Fab Five fan I was and still am when Jalen Rose got busted at the crack house. And he was talking about how people were giving him grief at Illinois when they went to play that game on the road, saying unspeakable things to him. He goes out, has 23 points. I believe he had eight, nine assists, like played a tremendous game. And we know that Jalen Rose was a quality pro, and we know what type of player and competitor that he was. So I do think that it does speak to guys who are able to navigate those type of situations to not let it get in the way of what it is that they need to do because a lot of people do fold to the pressure. All right, uh, 704-570-9610. Brandon said not only did he score 41, but his team needed every point to win that game. That's a mental toughness regardless of opponent. Go Panthers guy said it wasn't about South Carolina. It was about the situation. And Q said, yeah, South Carolina was awful. But to play any game with that cloud is impressive. He said volume. He followed um, up with 24 speaks volume. Speaks volume. And also, yeah. he said South CAC. Okay, yeah, he did. <laughs> I just was going off Does of anyone it. say that anymore? Cackalacky? I think yeah, so. Yeah, I haven't heard that in a long time. Yeah. Well, and I will say this, though. You want to bring up Auburn. I mean, that's true. I was saying Arkansas. He or, had 24 against Arkansas the next game. Yeah, he did. He also went 3 of 12, 7 of 23, 6 of 14, and this is before he actually suffered the injury, right? Like, there's some bad games to get to at the very end of the regular season. Yeah. It's why I think when you go back and forth, I just don't want to cherry-pick some of these games during the storm that is going on and mm -hmm. say, this is a reason why he's performing well. This is why he's not. I'm, I'm not saying he's not mentally tough. I don't know. I'm just not going to point to South Carolina and say, man, look what he did. This is the reason he's going to be ready for all of y'all that are criticizing him. He's going to be very good, and he's going to be excellent because of the way that he performed against South yeah, Cal. I, I don't want to say that I would say, say that he's going to be excellent because of it, but I do think it lends itself to being successful now, as a pro. Now, if it's true... And Brandon Miller hits immediately, and he does what Jeff is predicting right now, and he goes for 19-5 and five this upcoming season, <laughs> then maybe the prediction he made with one of our friends of the station, Ashley Strohline, maybe this prediction comes true. Fiddy, why don't you go ahead and play the prediction that he made for the Charlotte Hornets and just how deep of a run they can make. You said post one of those workouts, you wanted to come in, you wanted to make that a, a winning team, you wanted to do everything that you could to help yes. kind of turn that franchise around. So now that you are a part of that team, how do you see yourself fitting into the mix? Like you said, just making all the winning plays, um, doing whatever the team needs me to do. Um, I think I see uh, you know, the Charlotte Hornets in the NBA Finals next year. Um, so hopefully we'll get that the, the big trophy at the end. Colin doing the Tiger Woods fist pump going across the glass because he's excited about what Brandon Miller is saying. Big bravado. Wes, you are one that would roll your eyes when some of these players for Carolina yeah. would say some stuff that were pretty unrealistic. Yeah. This is unrealistic. Yeah, he'll get the smoke. I don't have any problem with him saying it. Whatever. Shoot for the stars, young fella. That's fine with me. But I was interested in what you had to say because you're not really down with this when we've heard it from other yeah, players. Come on now. Other yeah. Like I said, he's happy. He just got drafted. As I said, the check is about to hit the bank account. So he's 
feeling really nice about himself right now. But, hey, you want a player that's going to come in with championship aspirations. Now, do you reflect that in your work ethic and the way you go about your business? That's a totally different story. Do you come in and prepare like a champion? Are you just a champion in your mentality day to day? We'll see. But just as far as him saying they're going to get a trophy, come on, Brendan. You guys got a long way mm-hmm. to go uh, before you get there. But what I will say is you need guys that are wild enough to believe something like that. That's how you start to change culture. If he really truly believes that and is not just saying it because he thinks that's what the fans want to hear, then that is a building block. Bring in a guy. Hell, I, I want a bunch of guys that think we can win a championship. I don't want anybody coming in the locker room saying, well, you know, we're going to try to do what we can do and we'll, we'll see what happens. You know what <laughs> right. I'm saying? So, yeah, if, if it's truly genuine from his heart, then, yeah, I think that is something to build upon in the locker room. I, I have liked Brandon Miller's comments. Everything he's been asked he about. He seems like he's got a good personality. Yeah, it's, he, he's kind of goofy, kind of yes, clowny. Very kiddish. The Paul George stuff. He doubled down on it, but then he moved away from it. Mm-hmm. Talking about, nah, I guess Michael could be the GOAT. You know, yeah, <laughs> I guess you give him that because of the shoes and whatnot. And I've always been steadfast in saying Paul George is my GOAT. What's the worst take from Brandon Miller for you, Fitty? Is it not calling Michael or LeBron the GOAT and going with Paul George a couple of times? Or is it this take that the Charlotte Hornets could reach the NBA Finals next year? No, because, I mean, at least there was one guy that agreed with his NBA Finals take. 704 980. Let's go. It's because of him. It's because yeah, of Matt. He's going to take credit for it. Like, the thing with MJ was it just came across, like, maybe disrespectful is too wrong of a word, but that guy was on the verge of drafting you. And to say that Paul George is your basketball goat, like, I mean, there are other players that you could have used as a better example other than Paul missed the playoffs George every other year. So (laughs) this one, this one, though, I mean, I don't know. Like when I saw that, I was like, does he know they've never won a a seven game playoff series? Take us young fella. And the the only banner that hangs in the Spectrum Center used to be old attendance records when they were at the old Charlotte Coliseum. (laughs) Just means more here, Fiddy. Charlotte is a basketball city. But I mean, at least he wasn't missing jumpers like Wimby was when he walked on the court for the first time as a spur and was getting roasted. (laughs) (laughs) What I will ask is what I think is interesting about him saying Paul George was his GOAT. Do you think maybe he meant and just the way he put it, that Paul George is his favorite player of all time because Michael Jordan isn't necessarily my favorite player of all time. Well, he's not my favorite player of all time. So I wonder, is he just kind of meshing the world of of GOAT and favorite player? Well, that was his argument. my favorite player. Well, that was his argument, which is fine, but people were talking, the the way that the question was asked, which it was a little unclear the first time he said this, but it was the fact, it was about Michael, it was about LeBron, and he was going with Paul George using the word goat, which has of all time to it. And so it's like, okay. And he wants himself to be Paul George. He's talked about how much he loved him, about how that's how he models his game. And so it was just always weird. The, the, the Michael Jordan part of this, those two were yucking it up on the phone. I don't know if you guys yeah, saw the draft saw video released. And MJ was like, can you palm a ball yet? Brandon said, yeah, no, I've been able to palm the ball. seems like they were kind of clowning back and forth. We heard Brandon say Michael missed a free throw, calling him old. Yeah. I, Michael certainly liked him. Michael certainly liked Brandon making him that selection. And you didn't see anything like that with Scoot when Scoot would talk about the combine or not, uh, not the combine, but the workout with the Charlotte Hornets. So, yeah, I mean, I think Michael really liked Brandon Miller this entire time. Yeah, because, I mean, Kobe, Shaq, and Dominique are my three favorite players of all time, but I wouldn't say Kobe's the GOAT. But Yeah. I mean, Mike's not 
I would probably say he's not my top five of favorite players of all time. Right. But uh, but Kobe is not your GOAT. You wouldn't put it that way. No, you would I just wouldn't. say he's your favorite. Say yeah. All right. 704-570-9610. Feel free to join in on the conversation if you want to. Fiddy's about to do so with the last Fiddy Flash of the day. <laughs> All right, guys. After what four years or so of trying to of trying to trade away John Collins, <laughs> the Hawks have finally succeeded as they sent him out to Utah in exchange for Rudy Gay and a second round pick, a salary dump for Atlanta as they get rid of his seventy eight million dollar contract. And tonight, out in Omaha. Winner take all game three at the Men's College World Series after Florida forced tonight's game through with a 24-4 romp yesterday afternoon over LSU. I know you guys have been locked in of the baseball activities out there, the greatest show on dirt. Who wins the natty? Well, one, I will correct you. I've been locked in for Wake Forest. Now I'm not so locked in anymore since the Demon Deacons. You just hate baseball like Drew. I don't hate baseball. Hmm. And Drew came in with some wild takes. I just wanted to see the Diamond Deeks perform. Yeah, I know you had the question too. Does this make you feel worse? The fact that they got destroyed this last game, that Wake Forest lost to the team that got destroyed. How do you feel? Are you just moved on from it? Or does that make it hurt a little more that they got yeah, beat by 23 man, to 4? Because they have Brock Wilkin and Nick Kurtz and all those guys smashing home runs all year long. They put up 20-plus on Alabama, can't get a hit off of LSU. And then here comes Florida, who just annihilates them 24-4 to on a pitching staff that the Deeks could not hardly hit at all, no matter who they put on the mound. So, yes, it does make me feel worse. It made me want to throw up in my car this morning when I heard it. All right, I, I wanted to save this for the last segment. John Collins... If we're going to do Mount Rushmore stuff, he is on the Mount Rushmore of Trade how in the world is he not traded yet, team. <laughs> I have a few others. Feel free to text us, 704-570-9610. Who is on the Mount Rushmore of NBA? I can't believe he hasn't been traded yet. I want that team. We're going to talk about it on the other side of the break. It's Weston Walker Sports, Rate, Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Go follow 
us on socials at Wesson Walker, at West Bryan underscore 72, Walker Mail and HTB underscore Josh. We put something out there. Wes just put out a video. And in that video, I asked the people through Wes being the conduit. If it was okay that Fiddy came in wearing a new hat, which has been new the last week, it's been very good. He has a new Carolina polo, which looks fire. It's fantastic. The pinstripes, not the pinstripes, excuse me, the horizontal stripes, Jumpman logo on it as well. But then he has gym shorts, and they're new North Carolina shorts. They look great, but they're gym shorts with the polo and the hat. Is that fair or is that fair? You have to to put in there that they are the authentic... They are shorts that they wear in the game too. Now they're not just any old shorts. They are. I just the polo with the gym shorts look. Is that something people roll with like that? Because I haven't seen you really roll with it. Not too much. I yeah. mean, if you go WFNZ polo, it's because we got to do something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's when Jeff sends the uh, the whole uh, uh-huh. the email about you know the 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 dress attire. What the heck, Jeff? Um, but yeah, no. I, I've always been a guy that will wear. I did in high school. I would wear gym shorts with the polo, um, and I feel like I pull it off rather well. I, I feel like when you questioned me this morning, yeah, you were taking a dig at the attire. Not taking a dig. It's just not a combo that I see all the time. But, Wes, you're feeling it. Yeah, I like it because, like I said, the shorts are the authentic game shorts. So I think that puts an extra level of... Uh, drip on. I think he looks like he's chilling. You're ready to like go play golf or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it it seems like he's got a t-shirt under there, and then he's gonna go play ball at 3:30, and the show ends at. Or 3. maybe that too. Because that's what I would do with shorts under the jeans. You couldn't see it, but that's I had hilarious. Gym. Oh, I would do that constantly. <laughs> you were like that fitting. Oh yeah, middle school man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, three, three, six said number one rule of wearing team apparel, unless you're going to the event, you can only have one article of clothing supporting your team. Wow. I never heard that. I don't know if I've heard of that either. I mean, it's a lot to wear a hat and then a shirt, but not really. I think a hat is okay. I think you can wear a hat with a shirt that you might have. Yeah, I think so too. Um, commander Malik said fitty dresses like turtle off of entourage. I've been (laughs) told that. Turtle would be my guy if I watched really? the show. Really? I don't know the show well enough, so that's, I don't know who Turtle is, but it sounds like a funny character. That's, that's what uh, that's what Flown told me. Uh, Nick from Belmont said, now we know why he's single. He hates me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 919 said, I got to see the fit. Instagram, please. We kind of put it out go there on the Go check it out social. on the story, yep. yeah. So you can go find it on some of those WFNZ handles. WFNZ Instagram story. Logo704 said, that is so fitty. 704 said, gym shorts with a polo is like rocking a mullet. Speaking <laughs> of mullet. <laughs> do y'all remember when KB declared he was going to have the mullet this summer? Oh, I don't remember this. Well, he made it a whole thing, and uh, there's no mullet coming out of KB's. I think he'd look good with a mullet. Well, I think he would too, but you can talk to him. It looks like you're going to be with him the rest of the week. Tomorrow, starting off and then going maybe into the rest of the week. Is that what we're planning on? Don't sound so happy over there. I'm not. I'm trying to get it straightened out. <laughs> mm. There was no happiness in my voice. Don't you put that on me. I mean, like me leaving should not be the same excitement of James Najee being a Charlotte Hornet. You no, know? I can't wait for James Najee to cover so much ground in the pick and roll and going out on the perimeter. All right. <laughs> block percentage. All right. Speaking of centers that can cover a decent amount of ground, Miles Turner was one of the leading candidates on the how in the world is he not traded yes. yet team. He's the first guy I thought of. Really the first name that I wrote down. Um, We have some other mentions in here as well. Spence said, not traded yet. Tyler Hero. Miles Bridges and P.J. Washington. Zion Williamson. Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier. 
Zach Levine. Zach Levine was yes. on my Zach Levine was on my uh, honorable mention. But if I had to come up with the Mount Rushmore, here's who I would have. This includes okay. John Collins. Okay, Miles Turner, John Collins before he was just traded to Utah an hour ago. DeAndre Ayton. Yes. Mm-hmm. And OG Ananobi. Lots of conversation around him over the past year. I thought he might go to Memphis. I thought one of the other contenders would trade for him. Toronto asking for three first-round picks, two lightly protected first-round picks, but OG still with Toronto. Levine was on honorable mention, and this guy just got traded during the weekend, but Marcus Smart was a part of this team. I think there were a lot of convos about should we get rid of Marcus Smart and what kind of what kind of value could they get? I think before he Any got problems? traded, I hadn't heard much of him getting traded before, but maybe I don't run in the secluded uh, well, a lot of or the exclusive NBA circles you run in. Well, I don't know if I run in them. I like <laughs> to be a part of them. I try to be, yeah. but I'm on the outside looking in. And when I would look in the window, I'd see some Marcus Smart trade package talk. Mm. That's what I would see. Anybody else that you can bring to the table with some of these players? Carl that Anthony need- Towns. This is just NBA exclusive. Clint Capella. Clint Capella's good. Yeah. The offseason, the Hawks would always have a bunch of guys that they would say were available. I think we're getting into the Trey Young combo. I think he's not there yet, but I think we're going to approach Trey Young conversation. What about you, Fiddy? If you have an NFL player, you can bring that to the table as well. No, I was just asking so I could maybe search the brain to think of other people. Okay. Um, That's fine. You search that. I'll read more text. Matt in Greensboro said there's no rules in Gen Z fashion. Do you agree with that, fashionista West Bryant? There are no rules in Gen Z because Gen Z is the generation after me, right? Because I'm Gen, or oh, I'm a millennial. I think it's, so after, Gen Z it's after, after millennials. Yes, it's uh, after millennials. Yeah, there should always be rules, man. Some fashion things are staples that you do and don't do. Mm-hmm. They can be, you know, tweaked a little bit over time, but for the most part, some stuff you you can't do. Nine one nine wrote back in after looking at our socials and Fitty's outfit, saying, "Okay, that's not bad actually. The shirt being bad. mostly white saves the fit." Is that what was that premeditated on your part? Is that just kind of something you ran into? Yeah, because I got the same polo in blue, which I'm going to wear tomorrow. The blues didn't match, so I wasn't going to wear blue on top of blue. You look great. You look great, Fitty, and I don't think anything can keep you from looking great. Uh, we have Kyle in. He's at the mic. I was going to bring him on on the conversation that you brought up. So Fitty seems to think that you promised wearing or growing a mullet at some point for one reason or the yeah, other. Yeah, no, I tried to. I got axed. Wife said no. <laughs> that quick? Yeah. She's the one that sleeps with me, not the people out there listening. So, uh, you know, <laughs> that's the one I got to listen to. That makes sense. Uh, and also, I just... I don't know. That Hakeem jersey is doing it for me. You like dude. that? It's so Ten good. bucks, man. I tell Ten you, bucks, Lids, Lids Locker Room, the clearance rack has some jewels. Is that a recent acquisition? I got it Saturday. Oh, my God. Went into Lids Locker they have Room those? to see. Wait till you see what I got tomorrow. I got two shirts for 16 bucks. You couldn't have called me out of Venmo, <laughs> you? Listen, I got a Steve Nash and a Scottie Pippen last year for two uh, for $10 a piece. Okay. They had a Dennis Ryman in there for 20 I asked my son, talk about age gap. They had a dope Kevin Garnett in his size, $10. Timberwolves joint. And I said, man, you want this? He was like, no. Nah. He was like, no, nah, Dad, I'm good. Because he the, doesn't know about Kevin Garnett get, like no, that. He get it. <laughs> Dang, I was like, possible. I said, man, if that was me, uh, or I was like, if that was in my size, that was getting caught. Was that the old black green jersey It was the green combo? with the black. Oh, yeah, so man. Fire. So Fire. I'd have you for one of those. I got, I got y'all, man, but I'm telling you, Lids Locker Room, they might need to throw an endorsement this way, but Lids Locker Room, the clearance, they have about four different racks, but the one that has the T-shirts, 
you can find some gems you just got to look for. And, but, and, like every, I don't mean to, sorry, sorry, Walker, but like that one right there, I just want to hug you. Like, I'm not going to. That's, I, uh, I think HR <laughs> says we can't, but that's like that's... What, that's a good jersey right there. That's yeah. the reaction you get, Hakeem. You just want right. to like Hakeem. Like the rest of the ones that you said are cool. I just don't care about them. Like the, the Hakeem one that mm-hmm. stopped me in my tracks. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn, that's good stuff. I want to hug the dream, as always. And we appreciate you for listening to us here on West Thanks Walker. for loaning me 50 the rest of the week, by the way. You're welcome. No doubt about it. <laughs> the you gift guys that keeps can, on giving. You, oh, guys, yeah. you guys can build that bond a little bit more so. And Kyle Bailey and I, we're going to be looking for more NBA throwback jerseys the rest of the day. Oh, yep. a jersey. I didn't know that's what they would call. Yeah. yeah. A jersey. Yeah, jersey. There you go. All right. It's Kyle Bailey. He's coming up next. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.